God is good all the time, and all the time, God is good. Amen. Over the last few weeks, leading up to Christmas and Christmas message, and the word that kept coming from God was the new journey for 2020. We talked about how understanding that the gift at Christmas time in, 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 in uh, Christmas, the Christmas service, understanding that Jesus is the gift that just keeps on giving. We talked about how Jesus uh, uh, came to this planet, came to this earth, gave himself, took on the sins of mankind so that he could be here for us, and that he was a gift that God gave us, the ultimate gift that would carry us through this year, 2020. We talked about how some will, will have a physical journey in 2020 and some will have a spiritual journey in 2020. So I can't overemphasize that, the importance of it. A journey is any, is any process of life that we all go through on a, on, a, on a day-to-day basis. It can extend a week, two weeks, months, a year, or what have you. And, but today we want to talk at the new journey for 2020. And how we can prepare for this journey. We talked about preparation some the last time that we were together. But what is it that we can do on this physical, on this physical or spiritual journey? And the most important takeaway from this message today is now that we know we talked about the importance of understanding how Jesus is the gift that keeps on giving. What does that mean to us in this year 2020 that is coming before us? How do we go through this year We, where, uh, you know, a, a year is what, you know, seems like such a long way off, but we see how quickly those years can fly by. So if God is promising us new things and new direction for our lives, how are we supposed to get through this journey? I hear so many people speak of life with such uncertainty, where they're unsure of what's going on in their lives. We Christians should not be uncertain at all. And as we said last week, and we should know, we should know that we know that we know that we know that God is our source and will provide for all of our needs during 2020. Now, right now, 2020 is an unknown. We don't know any more about the rest of the year than we do about the next 10 minutes. You don't know what's going to happen in 10 minutes. Jesus could return within 10 minutes of my speaking here today. But we have to know that if you're going to get through this next year, that you, 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 have, you have God. God is a source, and God gave us Jesus Christ. As his uh, as the key, um, God is indeed doing a new thing. We read that in scripture last time we were here. God is doing a new thing in many lives. We should stand by with anticipated joy, anticipation concerning whatever these new things are going to be, because God is our source. You see, now, all of us, you know, sometimes you can feel in your spirit, well, something's got to give. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. This is going on in my life. There has to be something else that's going to happen because the way this is going on, in some cases, you feel the way this is going on. Something's got to change. Well, 2020 is going to be promising and bringing us a whole lot of new change. God is going to be bringing you to places, and you've heard me say this before, where where you are using Parts of your body, parts of your mind, parts of things that you're doing that you haven't done before. It's because God wants to stretch the envelope in your life. If you are a child of God, God is not content that you just kind of being a person that just gets up every single day. And say like if your life consists of, of you taking, uh, uh, taking three red blocks, you know, one, two, and three, and putting them in a row every single day. That's what your life consists of. Every single morning, all you get up to look forward to doing is taking a block one, two, and three and putting them there in a row. If you're a child of God, that's not sufficient. 
God does not want you forever just putting blocks one, two, and three in a row in, in your day of life, so to speak. Putting blocks one, two, and three in your life becomes very, very consistent and becomes very, very comfortable for us Christians because this is what we know how to do and we're comfortable in doing that. Well, if you're a child of God, you are put here on this planet for a purpose. And God is not content in you just living a life where you're simply putting blocks one, two, and three. God is going to stretch that envelope. God is going to give you blocks four, five, and six, and maybe seven, eight, nine, ten, and maybe two hundred, three hundred, four hundred, or whatever it may be. But God wants to stretch you. God wants to grow you. God put you here for a purpose on this earth, and we get so comfort, comforted sometimes in just doing one, two, and three in our lives. We think that's all it is. Well, guess what? God is going to change that. God is going to bring you to a place where you are using, and you've heard me say this before, where you're using muscles that you haven't used before, you see. And if any of you started on an exercise uh, routine where you weren't exercising before, you know how that feels. When you start working out, all of a sudden the muscles ache because you weren't using them before. You have muscles, so to speak. You have spiritual muscles, so to speak, that God has not had you to use, use heretofore. But he's going to bring those muscles into being in 2020 because he has a purpose. He has a purpose. He wants you to go and do more than what you are doing now. And he's going to bring you to that level in his time and his, in, in his season. But you also have to remember that in order for you to do that, how do you manage that process? If I'm going to be stretching these muscles and doing things that God hasn't had me do before, then what is it that I must fall back on? If you're in a regular exercise routine, you may, I don't know, you may wind up, I don't know, taking vitamins or doing something else or, you know, you know, drinking some kind of drinks or something like that to help your body adjust. Well, God, God has given you a tool. God gave you a gift in the form of his son, Jesus Christ. You see, the problem is, is that we forget how to use that gift. We forget that there's a good reason for saying that God gave us this gift because his whole intention was, After Jesus came into the earth realm and was born in Bethlehem and grew to his ministry, Jesus' purpose, of course, was to save us from damnation. Jesus' purpose was to give us everlasting, eternal life, okay? So now that we have that everlasting, eternal life, that doesn't mean that we're done here on this earth. We're finished. We just don't accept Jesus Christ and Lord and saved, and all of a sudden, boom, I've got eternal life. That's great. You still have to live here on this planet Earth. So for whatever number of years we have allotted to us, and that's only up to God, during that time that we are here, God has a purpose for us to live this life, to interact with other people, to grow in our jobs, to grow with our families, to grow in him, to grow in deeper knowledge of him. So during that whole time that we are here on this Earth, we have a purpose. And that is that journey that we're talking about, because being that we are um, uh, uh, we, we, we live in linear time for us, there's yesterday, today and tomorrow. We past, present and future. God lives in one eternal now. We have to exist and live from from day to day and so on. So God wants to get us through that. So he's telling us now that I've saved you, now that you have salvation, now that you have eternal life, you're going to be living here on this planet. And I have a mission for you. I have a mission for you every single year of life, every single day of life, there's a mission. And how do I get through that mission? Well, how do I do that, God? Well, guess what? Not only did I give you Jesus Christ, my son, as a gift to you, to, to, to save you, I also gave him to you to be with you on a day-to-day basis. This is how you get through your day-to-day mission and your journey.
See, but many times we as Christians, practically speaking, we forget the fact that God gave us Jesus Christ. And we think of it merely as, oh, Christmas time, oh yeah, Bethlehem, yada, yada, okay, Easter time, okay, he went to the cross, he was he resurrected, yeah, blah, blah, blah. We forget the fact that Jesus is here on a day-to-day basis, moment by moment. He is that gift that just keeps on giving. And we have to remember that we have to go back to him. We need to remember while on this journey for 2020, Jesus is the vine and we are the branches. Let's go to that familiar scripture. Let's go to John 15. John 15. What I want you to get to see today, how the pieces fit together and how this is just not some some uh, 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 a bunch of words that the Bible has written down for us to remember. We have to see here how there's a plan here for your life. You're going to go through 2020 and you're going to be running into things that you haven't run into before. So, but how do I deal with that? Well, remember, God gave you the gift. God gave you the gift to get through that on a daily basis. And it's very, very simple, but we forget, we forget how to use the gift of Jesus. Chapter 15, starting with verse 1. I am the true vine and my father is the husbandman. Now, the husbandman is is the farmer, the owner of the land, so to speak. I am the true vine, and my father is the husbandman. Every branch in me that bears not fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he purges it, that it may bring forth more fruit. Now, you are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. Abide in me, and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself. Underline as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine. No more can you except you abide in me. Underline, no more can you except you abide in me. Okay, so here's a very fundamental truth that's here. He's saying that God is the farmer, if you will. God owns the land. And Jesus is saying, saying that he is the vine. He's the true vine. Every branch in me that bears not fruit God just takes away. So if you're living in, in Jesus and you're not bearing fruit, then God proves that branch, takes that branch away. Every branch that bears fruit, fruit, he purges it that it may bring forth more fruit. If you know anything about plants or anything like that, if you've got a plant that's doing well and you prune it, you prune it, you nip it here and there and here and there, and then the plant, the plant winds up growing more fruit, becomes more fruitful. So what this is saying here is that every, every branch that bears fruit, he purges it that it may bring forth more fruit. Now you are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. Abide in me and I in you as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself. You cannot bear fruit. By yourself, unless you abide in Jesus, who is divine, no more can you accept you abide in me. Now, so what does that mean? That means that on a day to day basis in the year 2020. As things come into your life, as things come into your workplace, as things come into your home, as situations arise, The first thing you have to remember, and this is what we Christians really, really forget to do. We forget the importance of the scripture. You cannot meet that task by yourself. You cannot meet it. In 2020, you're going to run into some things that are unfamiliar to you because I said God is going to be flexing your muscles. You're going to be using muscles you haven't used before. You're going to be using thought processes. Things are going to be coming up in your life that you haven't dealt with before. The first thing you have to remember that Jesus Christ, the gift that God gave me, 
God did. God just didn't give me that gift to remember on Christmas and on Easter. Jesus is with me every single day in 2020. So that means the first thing you have to remember on that day when you get that challenging assignment or something pops up in your life that is really, really challenging to remember, Jesus is divine. So right away, spiritually, you got to remember, like, I am here. And, and, and you'll notice when you're, when you're being separated from Jesus in that the time that that thing comes into your life that is the most troublesome, the, thing, the time that that thing pops up in your life or in your day that is really, really challenging, you're going to feel like you're standing here by yourself. You're going to feel like you're alone because you don't know what to do. You don't know what to do. At that particular time, you've let yourself become temporarily separated from the vine. So you've got to literally stop and, and regroup and recapture yourself. And you need to, in your spirit, say, whoa, wait a minute now. I need to go back and get reattached to that vine. And that can be something as simple as stopping what you're doing. If you're in an office place where you can't close an office door, get up and go to the ladies' room, get up and go to the restrooms, go into a stall there. You know, men usually have to urinate. You know, we talk about this in church, but you know how the, the bathrooms are laid out. Men go into a stall, ladies go into a stall, and you need to re- reconnect with Jesus. At that point in time, spiritually, you need to just sit there and say, Lord Jesus, help me with this situation. I'm out here. I feel like I'm out here by myself. This is the gift that God gave you, not just for Easter time or just for Christmas, but for you to use and to work with on a day to day basis. So God is saying here, Jesus said here, it said, every branch that bears fruit, he purges it. Now you are clean. Verse four, abide in me and I in you as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself. You cannot get through that thing that is in come across your desk or has come into your life that's going on on that particular moment in time that day you cannot bear that fruit by itself except if except it abide in the vine no more can you except you abide in me so you have to remember at that point in time when you're meeting with this challenge you got to literally stop and say i mean i've done this so many times for years where i'm feeling all of a sudden i just feel kind of out of it and i got this thing going through my mind how am i going to deal with it right away i hear the lord reminding me you got to come and reconnect you got to come and reconnect that means you stop what you're doing, you go and you set aside some prayer time, you go back in there and you say, Lord, in the name of Jesus, you know, you know, touch me, speak to me in your own special way. I can't do this without you. I need your help. And you talk to God and you reconnect with that vine because otherwise you're out there trying to do it by yourself and you simply cannot do it. You need the Lord. You need the Lord. It goes on to say, it says, I am the vine. You are the branches. He that abides in me and I in him. The same, the same bringeth forth much fruit, for without me you can do nothing. Underline that, please, verse number five. I am the vine, you are the branches. He that abides in me, and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me, underline, without me, you can do nothing. You can do nothing. So come 2020, there's going to be things and challenges that are going to going to come your way. And just, just remember, you can't do it without Jesus. You simply can't do it. You cannot. You see, and see, and the devil will let you know that because what's going to happen is that the more you are going to be, you're going to start feeling uh, uh, um, unable or, or, or not, not capable, not qualified to do whatever this thing is that's giving you a hard time. You're going to feel like you're out there by yourself, you see. And if you are out there by yourself, meaning that you've forgotten that Jesus is divine, Jesus is the source of your strength. Jesus, <coughs> excuse me, Jesus is the source of, of input. He's the source of fresh ideas if you are indeed forgetting that you are out there by yourself. And the devil will certainly let you know because he'll keep turning on the pressure. You see, so without me, you can do nothing. Verse six, if a man abides not in me, 
He is cast forth as a branch and is withered. And men gather them and cast them into the fire and they are burned. If you abide in me and if my words abide in you, you shall ask what you will and it shall be done unto you. Underline, please. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you shall ask what you will and it shall be done unto you. You see, going back up to number six there for a minute. If a man abides not in me, he is cast forth as a branch and it is withered and men gather them and cast them into the fire and they are burned. You ever see a branch that's fallen off of a tree? Okay, how many branches do you see that are falling off a tree that's laying on the concrete or laying on the grass is actually bearing fruit? How many branches do you see that are disconnected from the tree or from the vine or laying there with nice green leaves on it and the branches prospering and bringing forth fruit? You won't find that at all. Well, the same thing happens to us. If we stay detached from Jesus long enough, if you stay detached, the things that's going on in your life, the challenge, that trouble, that problem, that you're just staying detached from Jesus, then you wind up withering and you don't bear fruit. You don't find solutions to the problem. You don't figure out what needs to be done because you're trying to do it all by yourself. And the bottom line is the word of God here says that outside of divine, outside of Jesus, you simply cannot do it. You wind up withering away. You see, and if you stop and think back about it, the Lord knows over the many years and ups and downs of life, as, as everyone has, the times that I've tried to do things by myself and tried to figure out how to do it myself. Those have been the most troublesome times in my life. Looking back retrospectively, those have been the most troublesome times when I tried to figure out how to do it myself because you wind up withering. Jesus said you simply cannot do it without him. Verse seven again, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, you shall ask what you will and it shall be done unto you. So that means here you are sitting there at your desk or in your office or at home or wherever it is that's going on. And then all of a sudden you realize that I need to connect with Jesus. I need to get back with Jesus because I can't do it by myself. And what does he say? there it says that if you are abiding in me and my words are abiding in you you shall ask what you what you will and it shall be done unto you so at that point in time where you finally realize i got to reconnect with jesus here because i'm out here i'm drying out i'm withering away here i'm not able to do this i can't figure it out jesus said do you come back and you connect abide in me and let me abide in you and then when you ask me what you will i'll answer So that means that thing that is giving you such a hard time that you're wrestling with, when you stop and realize I need to reconnect with Jesus here, this is the time when you make that connection. Then you say, Lord Jesus, what do I need to do? What is it that's wrong here? What am I missing? And that's when he will answer you. That's when he will come through and give you the light bulb all of a sudden go off in in your head and you'll be delivered from the situation. Verse 8 says, herein is my father glorified that you bear much fruit. You shall be, so shall uh, you be my disciples. Herein is my father. In other words, this is how my father is glorified, that you bear much fruit. God is glorified in your life when you're bearing fruit. God is glorified in your, in your life when you're prospering, when things are working the way that, 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 that things should be going for you. That's when God is glorified. You see, it, 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 how can we even how can we even expect others to follow us and become children of God if we are struggling in our lives so much? If we're not showing glory in our lives, glorifying God in our lives, then how can we lead somebody else to the Lord if you're struggling every single day yourself? If every single day that somebody sees you in the workplace or at home or, or dealing with a family member, you're always miserable and you're always pulling your hair out, your chin is hanging down to your ankles and everything, and they see you looking like that, how are you going to glorify God? 
How can you be a witness and say, gee whiz, if you if, how can you tell someone else if you want to get rid of your problem, then you need to come and know the God that I know. But how can you say that if you're looking like a sad sack yourself? You see, so you can glorify God when you're glorifying God. That means that that that, that your life is prospering. Your, your, your life is showing showing sunshine. Your, your life is showing joy because you're able to get through the things of life that trouble you. You see, um, verse number eight again. Herein uh, is my father glorified that you bear much fruit. So shall you be my disciples as the father has loved me. So have I loved you. Continue you in my love. If you keep my commandments, you shall abide in my love, even as I have kept my father's commandments and abide in his love. These things have I spoken unto you that that my joy might remain in you and that your joy might be full. Underline verse number 11. These things have I spoken unto you that my joy might remain in you and that your joy might be full. That your joy might be full. So we see then that there is a way for our joy to be full. We have to, to remember that, again, God gave us Jesus because this gift, Jesus is intended to be with us on a day-by-day basis throughout the year. Not just on Christmas, not just during Easter do we think about him, but he is there to carry us through the, through the year, through the whole entire year. We don't know where 2020 is going to take us exactly, except for one thing, because God keeps saying it over and over again, that it's going to be a new journey that there's going to be something different. And so what this is saying to you is that as you're going through that journey, because when the, when the, the 70 disciples were sent forward, uh, what did Jesus say? That when you go forward, don't take a script, don't take a bag with you, don't take anything with you, okay, that you'll be taken care of. This is what we have to remember for 2020. We don't have to get up on a day-to-day basis and worry about, gee, was, uh, do I need to take my charge card? Do I need my checkbook? You get up each day and you say, Lord, this is the day that you have made. I shall rejoice and be glad in it. Get up and really wonder, expect, gee whiz, okay, God, what's going to happen here today? What's going to happen with this, to, with this today now? Yesterday was so-and-so. Now what about this, Lord? Where are you going to take me? What new surprises are you going to open up before me? Who are you going to send across my path? What kind of mail am I going to get? What kind of email? What kind of phone call am I going to get? What's going to happen, Lord? But I know that with you it's going to be something great. If God is promising you that 2020 is going to be a new year of adventure, a new year where there's change going to happen in your life, you better believe that if God is telling you that, there's not going to be negative and bad change happening. Okay, God is not going to generate bad things in your life. Whatever challenges do come your way, God is going to be there to get you through it. You just have to remember that you need to stay connected to the vine. You cannot do this thing by yourself. Don't think you can just breeze through 2020 here thinking that you don't need God. You don't need God. And, you know, and, and it's such it, 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 it's a doggone shame because so many people, so many people don't understand the spiritual realities that surround us. So many people got up January 1st without giving nary a thought to the fact that this is a new year. Whether you went to church, whether you did whatever it is that you did on January 1st, whatever you did at 1201 January 1st, one of the things that I've always done for years is that I say spiritually, this is a new journey. Spiritually, this is a new season. I always thank God for 2019, the year that was the past. 
I stop and I reflect on some of the good things that were there. But I don't I don't dwell on the baggage of 2019, the bad things, the baggage. You leave it there in 2019. But so many people don't even think about this is a new season. This is a new spiritual journey. Whether you accept it or realize that or not, it is. It is. It's a new spiritual journey. And there are things that God has lined up for you and preparing you for for 2020 that's going to bring great joy into your life. That will help you to counter the challenges that will come your way because God is going to grow you. He wants to grow you. We see that the word of God talks about the vine. But now the other the other person that God has given us to get us through 2020, you go to John 14. You go to John 14. 2020 is going to be an awesome year. What tools has he's given us? Okay, he's given us the vine, Jesus Christ. Chapter 14 of of, uh, the book of John, starting with verse number one. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God. Believe also in me. In my father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself. And where I am there, uh, where I am there, you may be also. And whither I whither I go, uh, you know, and the way, you know, Thomas saith unto him, Lord, we know not whither thou goest and how can we know the way? Jesus said unto him, I am the way, the truth and the life. No man comes unto the father but by me. Okay, Jesus said that I am the way, I am the truth, and I'm the life. So if Jesus is the way, that means that you can't get lost, first of all. If he's the truth, then that means that you cannot be deceived, all right? And if he's the life, then that means that you can't die. You can't die the the spiritual death of separation from God. Verse 7, if you had known me, you should have known my father also. And from henceforth you know him and have seen him. Philip saith unto him, Lord, show us the father, and it suffices us. Jesus said unto him, Have I been so long time with you, and, and yet hast thou not known me, Philip? He that has seen me has seen the Father. And how sayest thou then, Show us the Father? Believest thou not that I am the, in, in the Father, and the Father in me? The words that I speak unto you, I speak not of myself, but the Father that dwells in me, he does the works. Believe me that I am in the Father, and the Father in me. Or, or else believe me for the very works, work's sake. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believes on me, the works that I do, um, the works that I do shall he do also. And greater works than these shall he do, because I go unto the Father. So put a, a bracket around number 12 there, or highlight it. And remember I said, verily, verily, when you see verily, verily, that means that Jesus is saying, hold on for a dynamite statement that's about to be put forth here. He that believes on me, the works that I do, he shall do also. So remember here now that you have the ability to do the same things that Jesus did. Now, many times Christians say, oh, that just doesn't make sense. I mean, how can I do what Jesus do? did? I'm not God. I'm not God the Son. Well, guess what? Jesus said that you can. You see, and because of the fact that you often sit there when you have difficult and troubling times in your life, things that are going on and you say, well, gee, Jesus could probably get me out of the situation. Jesus could do this. Well, Jesus said you can do some of the same things that he did. 
Okay? But we Christians, we, we human beings, we block ourselves from the ability to do that because it just seems so far-fetched that we simply cannot believe what Jesus said. Verily, verily, in other words, hold on, here's a dynamite truth. I say unto you, he that believes on me, that's the only key, that you believe on Jesus, the works that I do um, shall he do also, and greater works than these shall he do, because I go unto the Father. So Jesus is saying that you have the ability to do the things that he did, because he's going on to the Father. Verse 13, and whatsoever you shall ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. And uh, if you shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. So here we go. We're going into 2020. Here we go. We go. We get up on a Monday morning. We go to work, whatever is going on around us in the neighborhood, at home, or so forth. And this situation pops up. And right away, the first thing that happens to us human beings, us Christian human beings, is that we get all bent out of shape and we get nervous. How am I going to be able to do this? What did Jesus just say there? Whatsoever you shall ask in my name, I will do it. So God is not setting you on this journey in 2020 by yourself. You've got to remember that Jesus is there in form of the vine. He's there as form of the vine. Remember to keep yourself attached to that vine spiritually, to Jesus Christ. Remember that Jesus said repeatedly that whatever you ask in my name, that I will do it. So in this journey in 2020, when you stop and think about it, you don't feel quite as lonely as you think that you might be. It doesn't feel like this journey is going to be so impossible because I'm not going on this journey by myself. You see, 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 because when you're sitting at that desk or you're at home or whatever it is that's going on that really seems to be troublesome and is giving you a hard time. Simply because of the fact that you don't physically see God, we Christians often forget that God is there. We forget. We forget. So if you can make it a habit in 2020 of reminding yourself of the spiritual reality. You don't see God sitting in front of your desk. You don't see him sitting on that couch next to you. You don't see him in that same room. It doesn't make it, it make it, it make it so that God is not there. Because God said that he is there. So the bottom line is, who do you believe? Who do you believe? 2020 might be a challenging year because you're going to be stretching muscles and doing things you haven't done before. But God gave you the ability to get through 2020. He's given it to you. And he's telling you right now how to do that. Because you're going to run into things that's going to be new. It's going to be new to you. But you've got to remember, first of all, if, if I'm really feeling down and overstretched there, that means I'm, con- I'm disconnected from the vine. That means I'm laying out there in the sun on the sidewalk on the concrete there just baking away without getting any nutrition, any nutrient from the vine. So I need to go and get reconnected to the vine. I need to go back to Jesus quickly, quickly. And then also that Jesus said, well, wait a minute now, call on me. You call on me if you believe in me. You believe in who I am and you're abiding in me. You do what you, you, uh, you do, what you ask in my name, say what you want in my name and I will do it. You see, some of the things that you need to remember in 2020, because otherwise you're going to wind up really, really hanging out there with not understanding what to do. Jesus, if you shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. If you love me, keep my commandment and I will pray the father. Verse 16. Hang on a second, I got disconnected. And I will pray the Father. Okay, thank you, Jesus. And I will uh, and I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter, that he may abide with you forever. Underline the word comforter, and I shall give you another comforter, and I will and he will abide with you forever. Even the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth him not. 
neither knoweth him, but you know him, for he dwells with you and shall be in you. The other thing for you to remember in 2020 is that Jesus said that he was going to send a comforter. Remember, he couldn't send the Holy Spirit while he was here. He had to return to the Father. He says, even the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive. In other words, those people that are not believers, they can't receive nor understand the deep things that you're hearing and understanding right now. The unbeliever, the world cannot simply grasp nor understand what it is that I'm standing up here talking about. Their minds are so far gone, they just cannot simply understand the truth of the Holy Spirit and what Jesus Christ is talking about here. Even the spirit of truth whom the world, world cannot receive because it sees him not, neither knows him, but you know him, for he dwells with you and shall be in you. And how many times have you spoken to someone the deeper, about the deeper things of God and they kind of looked at you like you had two heads on? They have the faintest idea what you're talking about. You start really talking about the deeper things of God and you can see in their faces, in their eyes, that they're totally lost because they do not have Holy Spirit. They cannot understand. But you have the Holy Spirit. So as you're going through this year 2020, remember that the Holy Spirit is with you. And you have to believe the fact that he is there. And he's there to comfort you and to guide you. Verse 18 says, I will not leave, I will, uh, not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. Yet a little while, and the world seeth me no more. But you see me, because I live, you shall live also. And that day you shall know that I am in my Father, and you in me, and I in you. He that hath my commandments and keeps them, he it is that loveth me. And he that loves me shall be loved of my Father, and I will love him, and will manifest myself to him. Judas saith unto him, not Iscariot, Lord, how is it that thou wilt manifest thyself unto us and not unto the world? Jesus answered and said unto him, if a man love me, he will keep my words and my father will love him and he will come unto him and make our abode with him. So, again, it's just a matter of you now keeping Jesus words. He that loves me not keeps not my sayings, and the word which you hear is not mine, but the Father's which sent me. So God the Father is saying that he that, uh, he that loves me not doesn't keep my sayings, and the word which you hear is not mine, but the word's Father who sent me, that the Father's which sent me. These things have I spoken unto you, being not present with you, but the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance, whatsoever I have said unto you. Please underline all of that. The Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance, whether, uh, who, whatsoever I have said unto you. So remember that in 2020, as you're going through these things, as God brings you to the new things in your life, Remember that you have the Holy Spirit. You have the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is there to teach you. He's there to teach you. You don't have to go through this year to come before you um, mindless and kind of just wandering through. You've got the Holy Spirit to call on. You've got Jesus Christ who is the vine remembering that you need to make sure that you are attached to him spiritually, mentally. And you're thinking about, about where you are on a day-to-day basis. And then lastly, the last scripture here to remember is Psalm 37. Psalm 37. Thank you, Jesus. Psalm 37, verse number one. For 2020, fret not thyself because of evildoers, neither be thou envious against the workers of, of iniquity. 
You're going to always see evildoers in the year. You're going to find people that's in your office place, in your home, in your family, or wherever it may be, you know, who are cursing all the time, who are doing this, they're cheating, they're doing that, and so forth like that. Don't worry about them. Don't even fret about them. Don't even think about them. It says there, for they shall soon be cut down like the grass and wither as the green herb. Verse 3, trust in the Lord and do good. So shalt thou dwell in the land, and verily thou shalt be fed. Delight thyself also in the Lord, and he shall give thee the desires of thine heart. Commit thy way unto the Lord. Trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. And he shall bring forth thy righteousness in the light, and thy judgment in the noonday. Rest in the Lord, and wait patiently for him. Fret not thyself because of him who prospers in his way, because of, of, of the man who brings wicked, wicked uh, devices to pass. Cease from, ang- cease from anger and forsake wrath. Fret not thyself in any way to do evil. The way I want you to really focus on is uh, verse number five. Commit thy way unto the Lord. Trust also in him. He will bring it to pass for 2020. <coughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> we Christians don't make um, New Year's resolutions. The word of God says to commit thy way on the Lord, unto the Lord. We don't make resolutions because God knows that when I was a smoker, how many years I tried making a resolution. I'm going to stop smoking in January. I'm going to stop smoking January 2nd. There I was smoking a cigarette again, okay? Because resolution, when you make a resolution, that means that's something that you're going to do. That's something that I'm going to do. I'm going to resolve this year. My New Year's resolution is no more strawberry shortcake. Okay, and what you're saying is that I'm not going to eat strawberry shortcake. But the word of God here is saying, commit your way unto the Lord. So for 2020, what you need to do is to commit your way. Give it to God. If there is something you want to change doing, if there is a bad habit that you want breaking, uh, you want to break, don't say, I resolve to break that habit. You commit it to God. When I finally did decide that I really wanted to stop smoking and I realized by that time I'd become, become a uh, born-again Christian and whatnot, I gave smoking to God. Gave smoking to God. And you've heard the story, I'm sure. I had a, had a collection of very, very expensive pipes because over the years when you're a pipe smoker, people give you pipes for birthdays and so on. And I had all sorts of pipes out the kazoo. And when the time came that I wanted to stop smoking, I said, Lord, take this from me. And boy, he did. Lit up a pipe one day and almost threw up, and that was it. Threw, up, threw away all of those expensive pipes, gave it to God, never smoked anything since. Okay, that was some 40 years ago. Amen? Amen? Giving it to God. Giving it to God. All of those years that I resolved to stop smoking on my own, it never worked. But you commit your way unto to the Lord. So for 2020, if there are habits that you want to break or things that you want to change, give it to God. Commit your way to, to the Lord, and he will take it from there. Amen? 2020 is going to be a promising year. Look forward to it with joy and expectation. It's going to be a good year for all of us, and God will take us where he wants us to be. I pray this message has been a blessing to you. And now, before we close, let us honor God with our tithes and offerings.